Hello and welcome to yet another edition of Generation Zenio with Keith and Vinny here. And we are fired up all of a sudden because we were just talking our pre, pre-show pre talk, figuring out what we we're going to talk about. And we, we, we got it and now now we're hot about it. The, the, world, the world is fired up. <laughs> the world we're, all is fired fired, up. we're all fired up. Everyone's fired up, Keith. And, and I think we you just said it right before we started recording and we should say it out loud. We know that we are two cis white men and we're about to talk about transgender and women issues. Yes. Two white cis men talking about trans and and women's issues. This is going to go over great because we, we must have so much to offer to the conversation. <laughs> well, yeah, I I like to start with it. Yes, I like to start with acknowledging where I'm speaking from because I I understand and I like to say I'm an ally or a supporter. I don't really know like what's Allies a good term. Fine, I think is yeah, ally. I think ally is definitely acceptable. Um. I think sometimes I feel like I don't know the right thing to say, so I just don't say anything at all because I don't want to. Well, that's like, a um, great point to bring up because I think that's a, that's a huge issue because in this, you know, it relates on any, um, you know, social justice issue is that people who aren't affected by these things seem always seem to have opinions on them. And I say that saying we're going to give our opinions now, but, you know, we, we don't, we can't experience these things as those people, right. that sounded bad even, but, um, but you know what I'm trying to say is that, you know, how, how, how do we, how do, how do we open our, our minds and how do we listen without being able to talk, without talking about these things? You know, how do, how do we, how do we come to conclusions? And, and I think that's, that's one of the big issues of what people just, when people close out um, people from the conversation, they get frustrated and they don't, they don't want to understand and they don't want to listen because they're, they feel like they're being attacked and mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't get us anywhere either. So, so that being said, cis, cis males talk about transgender issues. Cis white males. Let's, let's be, let's, let's as privileged as we can be. Cis white males. We are cis white I, males. If, if, if you weren't aware that we Keith and I were both cis white males, you are now. From the suburbs. <laughs> yes. I mean, it doesn't get more, I mean, I, there is more privileged above us because I don't have that much money, but uh, society-wise, it doesn't get more than that. And I, I, I need to acknowledge that before I start talking about other parts of our society that aren't as privileged because I don't, I don't want to just gloss over that fact. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. And that's what I'm saying too. You know, I think everyone, everyone needs to have a, have a voice. Right, and that that even includes cis white males, and because we exist, <laughs> and you know what the problem becomes is when cis white males like us don't listen and and push back against people's experiences, and I I think that's that's where a lot of the issues come from. Right, we exist, but also all of history has been written about us already. Right, like that's, I mean, that's uh, the thing. Yeah, I mean, we've we been whitewashed in history and. That's that's all anyone ever talks about is the people that wrote the history books because that's who's been in control in so many cultures for so long. But you know, so just before we hopped on here, we we're just looking through headlines and one. So big news: uh, Sarah Fuller uh, going to be kicking for Vanderbilt. Great story, you know. Hey, yes, kick, kick last weekend. Unfortunately, they didn't they didn't do very well, so she only got one kickoff. Still, um, she didn't get to kick any field goals, but she was the first um, first woman to play in a in a Power Five conference game. It's a big conference, um, you know. It's a, it's a pretty big deal, and 
I think the the issues that we took up with it is the you know the don't, comments don't online. Ever, don't ever read the comments and oh. uh, on Facebook and Twitter because they are are nasty. And that was one of the things like uh, someone I'm friends with on Facebook like posted you know the headline and then the comments below it as like a look at this crap that people are posting. It was like people are like I hope she gets hit. I hope this happens. I hope she breaks her leg. I'm like what is and I'm just like what is wrong with people yeah, well, that they they they're wishing harm are they like is are they coming from a space where they're so threatened um are, is their maleness so threatened that a female is going to be doing a role that is usually um done by a male is that a problem to them and is that somehow degrading to them personally yeah i, I don't i, I really I, don't know i wish i had an answer for that like, <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know that's <laughs> uh, you know i don't, don't want to have a bigot on as our guest but maybe you know, uh, like how do what is what's going what is their thought process because that's something i have a hard time understanding is what what is your thought process behind this or yeah are you are you are you threatened by this or are you um yeah are, what are you what are you worried about why do you care why do you want to see harm come on a, on, a, on an athlete just because right. they they're different gender than than you're used to having playing the game and you know and, and let's be clear this is She's the first female player for a power five, but she's not the first female football player. No, she's not even you know, the first female football player ever. Like, we've right? had, like, you know, there's football players in college. We have female football players in high school. There's a female football league. Um, so it's not like unheard of for there to be females in football and excelling at it. I just, I feel like we have this section of white machismo, maleism, whatever you want to call it, where they... They, they see anything that violates their quote unquote norm as threatening to them. And then they have to la- lash out against it. And that's just, to me, that's just, that's one of our downfalls of society is seeing things like that. Well, it's about being open-minded, right? It's about, it's about under, understanding the situation. It's about, um, it's about communication too. Like this is the thing. I just don't, I don't understand the, 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 the vitriol and the, and the hate about it. Like what, or, or is it the fact that she's getting attention for it? That, is, that, is that what's upsetting people maybe? It, it's a weird situation. Um, yeah, and I just, I don't understand it. Cause yeah, there's, there's been plenty of female football players throughout you know, the history of, of football. It's nothing, nothing exotic or new. It's just something that happened at, at, at a major level. And people wanted to just take it out on her for some reason. Um, so I, yeah, like I said, I don't get it. Um, I hope she doesn't read the comments. Also, this past <laughs> this past week, also in, in football, um, there was the first female coach, uh, position coach that got to. Um, I can't remember what team it is right now, and this is my lack of research. But well, um, she, <laughs> research the Niners. <laughs> she was. Um, well, no, that was last year. She was. She, she was oh. a person. She, yeah, it wasn't that wasn't a position coach too. No, she, right. she, she was another coach. This, she, this this woman was a person, um, you know, in the organization, and be, for certain reasons, she got to take over the tight end position, um, coach coaching job. So, so good for her. I, I didn't see so much pushback on, on that, but I did see a lot of a lot of angry comments about um, what was her name, Sarah. Uh, kick, you know, kicking yeah. a football. Like, <laughs> I, and, I, and she's, I don't, and it's I don't. not even like she's the quarterback. She's the, you know, not that there should be a difference, but it's, you know, there's, um, a, huge, there's a huge difference. There is a difference. And right. I, I can recognize that. There's, but at the but same I mean, time, for a, if, she, if she was the, if she was a quarterback, if she came out and said, 
Wait, it just came to my mind. Remember the movie Unnecessary Roughness? I don't think I ever watched it. Oh my god, that's such a good movie. Well, it's probably plot problematic yeah. now because it was the eighties. So <laughs> pretty pretty sure everything from the eighties is problematic. Oh, I got something but, to talk about that in a minute. But <laughs> but Kathy Ireland was was the kicker on 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 the team in, in the movie. By the way, no the coach you're thinking Kathy Ireland. The coach you're looking for is Callie Brownson of the Cleveland Browns. Yes. It's amazing what uh, quick Google quick, search can do. <laughs> While you're talking, I just like, tip, 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 tip. Um, yeah. So, you know, and, and we have uh, the Marlins hire their first, the first female GM. Yep. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, women are making their way into, into what's been known as, a, as, as male dominated sports. It should be. I mean, and, it, and it's, you know, and I think it's, people it, are going to, sorry, but I think people well, are going to come out and be like, well, there, well, there's there's females version of these sports, so why don't they just stick to that? And that's that's not the argument, right? Or well, first of all, say, if should, that's the case, should, should males be allowed to play in the WNBA or stuff like that? No, it's it's obviously not what obviously well, not the case, right? And that's well, not, first, no one's <laughs> no one's trying to argue these things, but these things these are things that people just say because they think they're value arguments. Right. Well, if you're talking about the coaches thing, you know, it's like, well, first of all, look at the coaches of female teams. There's a lot of male coaches of female teams, and why can't there be female coaches and male teams? It doesn't matter. Like gender, as far as coaching goes, doesn't matter. Um, yeah. As far as leagues go, obviously, you know, we have men's and women's basketball, both college and professional. Um, that's a rule that's been set in place. There is, you know, for football, it's, there's a football team and there's no rule against having females on the football team because there is no, there's no female alternative to it. And I think if you actually, in college anyways, I think actually if you bar them from, participating you uh you might possibly be uh, violating title nine. Oh, 100 you're violating title nine you know because if because they have to have equal rights for men and women that's why you have men and women's basketball if you don't have a fee, uh, woman's football team they have to be allowed to uh try out for and play if qualified for the football team because there is no men's women's it's just a football team uh case closed right there <laughs> Got nothing yeah. else to say. <laughs> End of story. And even that being said, like you know, at the high school level, I've had issues where, um, not, not issues, but situations where, um, like a female didn't want to play softball; she wanted to play baseball instead. And right. what are they going to do? They let her on the team. Of course they did. That's like why? Why wouldn't you? And I think softball and football, uh, softball and baseball are fundamentally, you know, there's a lot of, obviously most of it's similar, but there's still a big difference. There is still a big, there is still a big difference. You know, uh, the, the reason she wanted, she didn't want to play in the softball team was the softball team wasn't very good. That's, that's a different story. <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah. Why, why wouldn't you now, now can you, can you just let any, you know, men, men start playing on female sports? No, there's obvious reasons for that. Right. There, there are, there are differences in, in, in gender as far as you know strength and, and size and things like that go well but so then the, the, at the same time you know if, if, if a female can can play at a, at, a, at, a, at a men's level there's there's no reason to, to hold that female back from playing at a men's level because usually that's the higher competitive level so the, just... the the next question with that though is because this came up um in the last year or so inside connecticut anyways uh with transgendered students playing in high school sports right so yeah, you know as, as an athletic trainer this is something that you know that, that that's big on my mind a lot too um and i'm not and i honestly don't know what the right answer for this is um the right answer in high school especially in non-contact sports because that was that that's where the that's where the um the issue was was it was a track and field athlete 
Right. Um, should be just you, you play with, with the gender that, 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 that you that identify you with. Right, you're, right, that you that you are not even. I, right. I don't like to well, identify with, right? Um, did you just you play the gender that you are? So if you're if you if you're a female, gender wise, you play female sports. If you're a man, you play male sports, gender wise. And, and, right. Um, that's and people need to get past. I say this all the time. This this connection between gender and biological sex, because that's where that's where it all comes from with transgender issues. And right. I think that's where we're going with um, Elliot Page just coming out today as as a male, um, the right. star of the, um, the Umbrella Academy. And Juno. And Juno. Breakout in um, Juno. And as I said to you, as I was reading the headline, surprised me not one bit at all. Well, yeah, I mean, that's... Because <laughs> I was just like, it's one of those things as, I, you know, as a person, I believe I'm accepting of different um, orientations and whatnot. I just... You know, she said it. I'm like, okay, cool. And I like, and move on. I move on with my life. Because like, one, it doesn't, it doesn't really affect you, right? It's like, why, no. why, do, why, why would you care? Because it, it all comes, it all really comes down to like caring what, what, what genitals people have. And that's, <laughs> stop. If you just, I always say this, if you just stop worrying about what someone, what genitals people have, it doesn't matter. Like we can actually just ab uh, abolish gender and get rid of it, right? And, it's, and, not, it's not a necessary concept that we need, need to live. And again, that's different. Than biological sex all right biological right. sex has there's 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 reasons why we why we identify people with biological sex there's medical reasons there's 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 probably a bunch of things you can name but it's it's not important it really it really what it comes down to and it's even the fact that you're saying like oh you know i'm not surprised what it doesn't even matter like it's not something i even really thought about right I, and it's not something right. anyone should think about right? i don't i don't care I don't, I don't really, I don't care. like good for you. I just, I, but I just, I don't care what someone's gender is. It's, it's not, it's not important to me. It's how you act, how, how you are as a person. Um, where that gets tricky is too, is I understand people have deep feelings about what, what gender that they feel they are and, 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 and that can affect them. So I don't want to be dismissive about it, but at the same mm -hmm. time, it doesn't affect my life, whether or not you, whether, what genitals you have, right? That's that's what I'm trying to get. That's 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 my basic point. Stop worrying about people's genitals. It's not that important. It doesn't affect your life at all. All right. So knock it off. Well, I mean, I, so this kind of brings up to another idea of the the whole argument. Like go back a couple of years ago, we talk about you know when marriage equality became the rule of the land. You know, people always worry about oh, well, you're gonna let you know gay people get married then what's next after that the, like there's nothing next after that first of all well it's a straw man argument right that's, you that's know, it's a it's always like oh are you gonna let a man marry a horse now no is that's yes when horses can consent i will let male yeah, well when, yeah when a, horse, when, a, when a horse can can <laughs> demonstrate consent to marriage 100 you can you can you can marry oh. a horse hey wilbur but until then i'm sorry the a horse as far as i know cannot consent to marriage so therefore you cannot marry your horse or your dog or any any pets or any animals um, but, but right, this is always other, the other, other than human beings. That's always the crazy fear mongering uh, talking point. Is like, oh, if you let a man marry a man or a woman marry a woman, what's what's next? You're gonna let a man marry a 13 year old? No, that's that's no, not. That's we're not talking about pedophilia. Too. That's completely different. And that's what oh oh when 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 people start talking about like, well, you know, if a man loves a man, you know, what's to stop him from loving a kid? I'm like, no, pedophilia 
and homosexuality are two different things. Oh yeah, and people like to conflate the two, but it all comes they're, back. They're, they're, it all comes back to what? It all comes back to what? Consent, right? right. And a thirteen-year-old can't consent to marriage, just like a. No. I was going to say just like a dog can't consent to marriage, but it's a little different. <laughs> it's a little different. <laughs> but, but the idea is consent, right? And that's and that's and that's right. and that's the whole that's the whole concept, and that's what people need to understand is what consent is and what how like what what can what constitutes acceptable consent, right? What is consent and whether or not that can be given, that that informs what you, what you can do with somebody, right. right? Well, so, I mean, so my point I was going to go get to, I think, was, you know, so if people that are against the marriage equality, whatnot, I'm like, first of all, get over yourself. It's not that big a deal. Second of all, it's not going to affect you at all personally. Like if you, if you are personally against homosexuality, you know, the idea of two men together or whatever disgust you, and that's you, the fact that they can get married or not does not affect you personally in the least. No. Like what two people do in the privacy of their home, own home, like whoever, whatever your neighbor is doing across the street, as long as they're not blowing leaves on your yard, their leaves don't matter to you. You know what I mean? No, and, but again, where, where, a lot of, where does this a lot of, where, where does this come from? And it comes from and this is where I'm going to pick on you a little bit. It comes from a religion, hey. right? It's an, <laughs> it's an, front, and, I, and I understand you're, you know, very progressive, you know, Catholic, um, but still it, it comes from the idea that this, this is an abomination towards God. It's, it's a, it's an, it's an affront to God. And especially in, in the, in the Catholic religion, the world will be punished by God because we as a society are allowing it. And I actually think that's more of a, more, uh, actually a more modern interpretation than classical i'm sure it is but it's also it's also a way to, to to spread propaganda right it's right but that, and, and that's always been the, the goal of religion is to is to control the masses and to to set societal norms um but now that all these norms were that were either set in set in stone or people think they were set in stone and it was just um bastardized i guess it doesn't work well, for for to, to 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 create people's agendas um to, to push people's agendas and now these 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 societal norms are starting to 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 fall and and, and break down and people are realizing that they're they're not necessary to keep a to keep a functioning society um well to talk about people the, don't the, to do it people don't want to do the the, really the the verse that you quoted which most people quote because that's what everyone always says and like people are very short-sighted because if you read the rest of it, you're damned anyways. Cause like you shouldn't shave the beard on your face or cut the hair on your head. You, you know, women should stay separated from the tribe while they're menstruating. All these things are well, right. part well, of the same writing. It's, very... all, it's all part of Leviticus and it's all part, you know, it's a set of rules on how the nation should live. And most of those things we're ignoring. It's just the people that want to bring it up, focus on the ones they want to focus on and not the rest of it. Yeah, and religion's always been very good at, at um, modifying their beliefs to fit society because, like we talked about in an earlier episode, society um, religion needs partitioners, right? They need members, and if they start getting too conservative and they start setting too much, um, too many rules that are just unbreakable, that people are just going to be turned off by it, and they're got to be at the time. Stop at going, they're going to stop listening. They're going to stop going to church, and they're and they're not going to donate money to the church anymore. And then, then where does the church end up? The church ends up done right well yeah you also look at you you know you talk about the the church has to you know religion has to adopt or adapt to 
whatever, you know, it's also true of adapting to customs of places they infiltrated, you know, look at the Celtic cross, the Celtic cross is a combination of the Christian cross and um, old Celtic symbols that they combine together to make the Celtic cross to help bring Christianity to Ireland uh, because they, and they, to convert people there. It, so, you know, the idea of the Christmas tree, um, all these things are Listen, you can take it even a step further. You things say, you've assimilated yeah, from other religions and practices. The holiday season is coming up right now. And, you know, that was all not based in, in original Christianity. Now, was it? Well, first of all, if you want to go by what the actual calendar is, I believe Jesus's birthday would technically be, I forget the exact date, but it's in June because the, you know, astronomers have, they, scholars astronomers and such have talked about because you know there's a lot of clues about the, where the star is in the sky and all these things and based on where the star is in the sky at the writing you know they they believe they figured out which star that might have been whatever and really june is where that would be but because the winter solstice was a pagan holiday they realigned the church calendar to align with that and kind of hijack the holiday and a lot of the you know the christmas tree and other things like that that were the pagan symbols and make them into Christian symbols to easily assimilate uh, large cultures, really. You know, you move into a new culture, instead of making the culture change all their things, you make your thing change to the culture and they kind of meld together. It's a, much, it's a much easier fit. Yeah. And yeah, and that's something religion's always always done is, like I said, just been able to adapt to, to fit people's ideologies to, to, to bring them into the church. Because the church ultimately, is just needs members to exist and if it's much easier like you said to to change to change your ways to fit a bunch of people than it is to get a bunch of people to change their ways to fit to fit what you need so well in another story i heard once about the origins of religion itself um i forget the name of the scholar that wrote this but basically it was, the idea is the reason why religion was created back in the early days of civilization, I'm talking about 10,000 years ago, was when you only have a village of 10 people, how do you all of a sudden as the leader be like, oh, these are the rules and everyone has to follow them. It's hard for you when there was only 10 people in the village for someone just to become the ruler and their, their rule, that whatever they say is law. But if you, if there's a deity and you say, oh, well, the Lord, the God, whatever, says that you need to do this or else something's going to happen. Now it's not that person that's part of the 10 person community. It's a, a, a larger being outside that community that's making this rule. And then that creates law and order. And that's um, some scholars believe that's how early civilization was able to form is by creating, you know, we, we created these religious practices in order to have some sort of rule of law that was beyond the human. Right, because you needed a you needed a way to you needed a higher power. Right, to convince those people, or at least, and I mean, you see it in a lot of the you know the, the food laws in religion, right? They're basically what we would say. What we would think it's health safety, like food, food food safety, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if you look at the Jewish laws, it's like you know, you know, don't in Islamic, you don't eat pork, because mainly. And I and I realized this, I think, when I was you know high school or college, I was like, yeah, you, they didn't want you to do that because if you don't cook pork all the way, you get worms, then you get sick and you die. Right. So you know, let's just not cook it at all. Because right. well, yeah, I mean, back then they didn't, it wasn't like they had meat thermometers going around, being like, oh, well, if, well, if all the all the bacteria and all the worms will die at this temperature. So let's right, exactly. You know, so this is a safe cooking temperature, and 
<laughs> basically it was like why do all these people get we, they eat these animals and they get sick why is that well god must not want us to eat them that okay we just won't eat them that anymore right and even you know even if it's not a, 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 like a like a fraudulent like ideology where it's like oh we'll, we'll just tell people god even it, 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 even in their minds like well god does obviously doesn't want us to eat these animals because people keep getting sick when they eat these animals so well, so you say, but here's one thing that people, I think, lose sight of, especially when you talk about the Old Testament, is because they go, oh, it's in there, so that means God said it. It's like, that's not true. If you look at the Old Testament, most of that is really a history of the people. So when you talk about Leviticus, it's not that God's rules wrote that. That's just the rules for society. So when they wrote all these food safety laws and whatever, that was just them creating the rules and writing it down. It wasn't necessarily from on high. It was just put there and they put it together and that's it became the religious text but really those texts were part of their societal history you know yeah. you look at you know you have two books of kings and that was really yes there's talk, talks about like in god smote this and god smite that but if you if you take out that part of it it's really a lineage of the rulers of the land well, yeah, but and that's what the Old Testament is. The Old Testament, when I'll you take you out that part, is, is history. It's the Word of God. <laughs> it is. I'll, 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 I'll task you with that and getting people to to believe that and not think it's it's actually the Word of God. And let's not um, and let's not forget the fact that it was really originally written in Hebrew, then translated to Greek, then translated oh, yeah. to English. We've talked about so this by, too. It's just by, by telephone. Time, it's like yeah, you, you're you can't even you can't even get there. Um, anyway, not, I to mention, to... not to mention Kings basically came out and said, well, we, we own this land and we control this land because, because God wanted us to. Like, oh, divine intervention. How do you, you know, how, how do you, how do you, how do you divine that? right? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's all of medieval Europe right there. Right. Oh no, oh. God, God wants me to rule over you guys. Oh, why, <laughs> why are you, ah. why are you King? The lady of the lake, her hot arm clad in simmering Semite <laughs> gave unto me Excalibur. But you know, it's it's true. Most... You, know, you, you talk about all the medieval kings. Yeah. Oh, I'm ruler because God said I'm ruler. And yeah. oh, now we're just going down a rabbit hole now. Jesus. Yeah. This, well, this, I'll be honest. This topic's a lot more comfortable for me to talk about. Than, uh, <laughs> well, because then you, I start talking about the and female and female empowerment as a, as I a start talking like about you said, as a cis white male. So okay, um, I want to say one more thing about that. <laughs> Because it's a, it's a I'm gonna paraphrase well, we, yeah, the late sorry, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, because we're talking about women in sports and things like that, and and Ruth Bader Ginsburg was once asked how many you know um, how many women would it take uh, I forgot exactly the question now this is a horrible paraphrase crap, um, but it's like how many women she you should be on the Supreme Court how how many will it take before you're happy that there's enough women, and she basically said until they're all women on the Supreme Court. People are like, well, what do you mean? Well, there's always there's been all men on the Supreme Court. Why not all women? Right. Like, you know, the population is fifty percent women, fifty percent men, roughly. Um, so why wouldn't there be all of one or rep equal representation? Right. Again, stop stop worrying what people's genitals are in their pants, and the world would be a much better place. That's, just go that's, by that's, that's my biggest advice. But so speaking of genitals in the pants, though, um, the Biden administration has appointed an all-female communications cabinet. Yes. Um, I think one of the comments was like, oh no, what now? Women are going to vote too? <laughs> like it was a sarcastic comment thread like, oh no, whatever shall happen. Well, yeah. And and here here comes my, my left my leftist hot takes because um, this is... Go for it. 
this is what this is this is the the echo chamber that I live in on the left is that um, you know it's the it's the old and I'm definitely stealing this from people so but whatever um, it's the old um, uh, what am I trying to say it's the old uh, you know we need more female drone bombers right it's <laughs> it's like yeah, it, this is this isn't progressivism so much right this is this this is kind of like um, and it's 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 hard to talk about because you know as I'm gonna say again as a as a cis white male, it's very hard for me to come out and be like you know this this isn't this isn't good because it's obviously some kind of progress that we're making, right? To, but again, I I don't care what, what gender these 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 people have. I, I I want them to 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 do a good job, and I want I want progressives in in, in my government, um, and especially with like um, Janet Yellen. Is, is a big example this week. Um, Biden is uh, one of Biden's appointees, and <laughs> she's not she's not exactly the most progressive person that in in, in the world. And and it's just, right. but we're you know we're we're where do you do like where where are we at? And then yeah, other people saying you know well you guys you voted for this right like you wanted Biden to win you know this was going to happen but it was like yeah but the alternative was Trump so. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm going to complain, right? I'm going to still, we're going to still complain about Biden's picks. We're still going to complain about things that Biden does, because that's what we should be doing. Um, we shouldn't just roll over and say, like, well, Trump's gone. We don't need to worry about that anymore. Well, I mean, I think no matter who gets elected, you should always complain. Like, exactly. Even if and it's like your, even if it's your ideal candidate that gets there, but they're, they're, they're not going to do 100% support. the thing you want them to do anyways. You see a lot of Biden supporters out there still saying things like, Oh, you know, we gotta give them a chance. We gotta, you know, we can't just like attack them yet. We, you know, we gotta wait. We gotta we're like, okay, when when can we start arguing? Like, when 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 can we start pushing back against against neoliberalism? Right? Well, I think well, I think part of the problem. Well, I think one thing, maybe I'm not not that I'm supporting. I'm just gonna be devil's advocate about why don't we push back yet? Is at one step, you know, we're still we still have this delusional person who's fighting a fraud thing that has no basis in reality, but. You kind of want to, on as far as on the Democratic side, you know, be a unified front and just say like, look, we won the election. We need to get get through inauguration day, so that way we get through all these lawsuits, make sure everything gets thrown out, make sure there's no last minute shenanigans that this orange menace is going to pull, and and get there. And then at that point, once it once the legal process has taken place and he's officially the president and we're, you know, because look, the reality is the electoral college has not voted yet. No, I believe December fourteenth is the date. And yeah, I think, I think I believe a lot it of people is. are holding a lot of people are holding their breath. I mean, um, for I don't that. think and, I don't think anything is going to happen that's going to change the outcome, but it's possible. But it's always like we said before, you can like counting Trump out is something that you can't that, do. Well, I think that's the problem we made just, the first time around. Right, you can't take him for granted. You can't think. You can't, just can't think, well, this guy's a joke. Like he just comes out and says ridiculous things. And even though that's true, that's all true things. He does come out and say ridiculous things every day. Yeah. You can't count him out because he has a lot of supporters. You, you know, yes, he lost the election by what? I believe it's around 6 million now he's up to. Yeah. Yeah. The um, two recounts increased his vote difference. But <laughs> by a couple hundred. <laughs> but it's, it's just the, 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 the funny, the funny part of you know, he spent $3 million for a recount and then he lost by more, but there's still large areas of population that support him overwhelmingly. Right. And, and that's, and I think that's why at this moment, like the democratic party is fearful of showing any, 
fractures because they're fearful of these people jumping on that and exploiting it in some manner. Yeah, How, I, I don't know, it, but I'm just I'm just voicing. No, I totally possible get that. I, think, I think just think it's too, it's too late. It's too late to um to to really change anything. Things are going to fall where they fall. If somehow Trump is able to come back and and steal this election, I think you're going to see a lot of political unrest. Um, which I think rightfully so. Um, unless right. he has some kind of demonstrable proof that like, like I, was, I was talking to Claire the other day. I was like. What if all these conspiracy theories are just like right? Like, <laughs> oh, I, like ima- I, imagine like all of them, like right, like the, the Earth is flat, like QAnon's got it all right. There's like, you know, Hillary Clinton's eating babies. Like, like what if all these things? What if all these things are really happening? You know, and, I like, can't. I can't say I've never gone down that rabbit hole before right? myself. Like, am I the crazy one? Like, I think that's why my wife and I sometimes we just like let's watch let's watch Handy right now. And just make sure we're still not the crazy ones, right? That's, let's let's that's gaslighting. Let's... That's gaslighting to the like umpteenth power. Like, but you know, the... it's good to hear what people are saying from all perspectives. I, I preach like you got to hear what everyone's saying. So sometimes we sit, we force ourselves to sit down and watch the Fox News network. Ugh. And but but it's you're right. Like maybe maybe yeah, I'm I wrong. Watch a lot, am, I am watch I a lot wrong? More Fox News. Than I, pe- I think people think I watch, but it's like, am I am I the wrong one? And and people are actually right about you know whatever, and then. I no, because you end I up do fact scream, checking. You just end up screaming at the TV for you know no, for the entire time you're watching. You listen like, what are you talking? What are you talking about? I have to like, say, I was, I'm pretty sure the Earth is round, though. I, I, I have to say pretty, I'm pretty confident that the Earth. It's is only five thousand years old, though. An oblospheroid, but um, <laughs> only six thousand years old is that what you said? No, it's five thousand years old. Oh, it's five thousand. I thought it was at least six thousand. No, no. If you're a creationist, it's five thousand. I think. Uh, I thought it was six. Oh, whatever. <laughs> anyway. And, and humans lived with the dinosaurs. But, you know, before we started recording, I was I was on the Twitters and um, Trump is going crazy tweeting uh, these clips from the, these, the, the, um, the election hearings going on, the oh election fraud hearings that are going on right now. And you just got people up there and they're, they're I don't know what they're arguing. I really just don't, I don't get it. I, they're, they're up there talking about how things don't look, didn't look right or like how things, and that, and like, I think we've talked about this before is that that's all you really need to do is just plant this little seed of doubt. Right. Well, I mean, and that's, then, that's the Fox war- news playbook. Right. And then, but then you just water it with like half truths and like, yeah, people are saying, and mix, mix li- mixing some lies. Right. But there's gotta be some half truths in there to make yourself, keep yourself a little bit credible. Right. And then, and then that, that, that seed of doubt just kind of grows and grows and grows. And you're like, all of a sudden you're like, Oh yeah, no. There's a by, Trump won this election by a lot. Like it's a landslide. Like I've, you know, I was having an argument with somebody on Facebook today about it. And he's like, he's like, he can never stop asking questions. So I kept. So what I did, I was like, I kept asking. I kept asking him questions, and he had no answers for these questions. But but that, I, that it, there's that seed of doubt got planted where, like, you, you, right. Somebody who's even if you're not that politically engaged, right, and you say something like, well. Biden got more votes than Obama, than Obama did. Look how popular Obama was. How, like, how why would you think Biden would get more votes than Obama? And somebody who's, who might not be that p- politically engaged might take that information and go, "That that's a good point." Like, yeah, yeah how is that? Obama's possible? way more popular than Biden. How would Biden? Biden got more votes. Not to mention Trump got more votes than Obama did. <laughs> right? Oh man, yeah. I mean, but, he had the second largest do voter. Do you think? Do you think Trump is as, as much popularity as as, as Obama? Did? As, I mean, uh, I don't, I don't see those numbers coming. I saw anywhere. the pictures from his inauguration. I'm gonna say no. 
Right. But what, what, what people are taking into account is not only was this of a, a, a people supporting Biden, this is this was a huge refutation of Donald Trump. It just across but the board. You it was also it. it was also just a huge uh, voter mobilization because we had access to voting and it was much easier to vote. And what did I say before the election? I said, if when you make it easier to vote, the Democrats usually win because that's usually. They well, just have they have their 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 presidential their wise apparently, but not in the Senate in the House of Representatives though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have a point there. That, that comes down to geographics. And, well, also uh, there there was like, a. I mean, I mean, more generally, right? But there, and there's also the the idea that in those cases you had people that were Republicans that were done with Trump, like they didn't want to vote for Trump, but they still want to vote for their down ballot candidates. Exactly, and that's kind of what point I was getting at. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Go, well, I'm gonna no, cut no, you no, off no. again. Ah! No, no. I mean, you just kind of said my point what I was that I, that I was um that I was that I didn't say because <laughs> it was kind of it was in the subtext. Um, but yeah, so. I mean, just, yeah, votes. <laughs> Make it easier to vote, and, and the Democrats will generally win, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Republicans made, made gains in the House and the Senate, but that's because of, you know, geographical identities more than, more than anything. When you, when, in, in a general population, I think, you know, you, you wouldn't see. Obviously, in places where there's more people, also, too, it tends to be more Democratic. And that has a lot to do with like the way people live and cities and, and communities, but that's, that's, that's another story. Now here's the real question. Now that Bill Barr came out and said that there was no fraud that would change the outcome of the election. Is how Trump going to fight? How, yeah. how, 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 how much longer will Bill Barr be employed by the, by the Trump administration? Yes. That's, that is my that, question. That's a every, great question. Cause every time someone comes out against it, boom, boom. I was thinking you know? the same thing. Cause the, yeah, the governor, Governor of Georgia comes out and be like, there's nothing. He's like, oh, Trump says, I, I regret supporting him for his race. And now Barr's coming out against, you know, not against, he's just saying the facts. He's saying there's no fraud that's going to change the outcome, which is kind of weird saying, because he's not saying that there was no fraud. He's just saying there's no fraud significant enough to change the outcome. Well, that's the thing. There's, and that's, that's part of that, that seed of doubt, right? Because there right. is always fraud. Right, I'm. I can guarantee you, there's at least a yeah. few cases out there where where, yeah. dead, where dead people have voted, or like where where or ballots have gotten double. switched, or something, or a mistake, or like a, and, a, even a clerical error. Which and, is which and, is and well documented, which has been well documented in our political system, right. but the the rate of it is so statistically insignificant that it doesn't change any outcome. Yeah, you're talking about like like the triple digits, right? Yeah, point zero zero zero. Like know? a couple hundred votes here and there, like are going to change. We're not talking. Right. You're not going to find. You're not looking turn around and find a hundred thousand votes which no. is what i think what the closest race of obviously was um was georgia the, right. the most the closest contested race i think was, was georgia and that and was even that they, was like um by a decent amount of votes yeah and they hand they hand counted it and it came back same results you know the numbers changed a little bit but you still have the same outcome yeah. um and so that you know i think that they, they want to recount it again Come on. Bill Barr comes out and says there's, there's there's no fraud there's there's zero fraud people people will push back on that and they rightfully so because it's not a correct statement and if if anything conservatives are very good at, at doing that little nitpicking uh, uh, about statements and, uh, and finding um, little inaccuracies to to to, dis to basically disprove the whole point you know throwing the baby out the bathwater well if we haven't if we haven't really heard from Bill Barr in a while anyways on any of this and I think at this point I think you're this gonna is why though you're going to start seeing people like him 
you know, people that are professionals, whether they profited from Trump or not, they're going to start making that churn. Like they know the ship is sinking and they're going to start positioning themselves for a career after Trump. You, yeah. I mean, you say that and, but this is, this is actually kind of another, another topic I wanted to kind of get into too, is like where the future of the Republican party is, is still Donald Trump. It's still, it's still Trumpianism. It's still Donald Even without Trump. him. Um, I mean, 20, he, you know, in two he, years and the midterm elections are around, he's going to be the one coming out. If, you know, if he's not in jail, even if he's in jail, maybe I don't know. <laughs> you know, uh, he'll. You know, well, if he's in Florida, he'll be sending you know. out letters. He'll be endorsing people from his jail cell, like, and people and people. Those people will probably still win uh, Republican primaries because um, he'll be in jail. You know, having his lawyer come out with his, his with, with statements. He'll just meet with his right. lawyer every day, and his lawyer will start his Twitter account or something. I don't. Know. I mean, number one, I don't, I don't think for not not for one second do I think Trump's actually going to jail. Um, no, I don't. I mean, he might, he might face some financial repercussions for, for his actions. Um, but we, we do not do a very good job of, of imprisoning people who should be in prison. We do, we do a good job of imprisoning poor people um, in this country. Well, it's easy, so. it's easy to imprison a poor person. They can't fight it. Exactly. It's much, it's, yeah, it's much harder it, for it looks good on numbers. It's hard, it's hard to put a rich person in jail. Although if we, all the paperwork comes out and finds out he's not rich, he can't stop anything. <laughs> Although, so... You know, I have read though, you know, so he's raised millions of dollars, $107 million or something in this. And, you know, they're talking about a lot of it's going to go to his, you know, 2024 campaign, which he's, which has been rumored to being launched on inauguration day. So four years, four years is, is a long time politically, you know, right. Four years is a pretty long, I think the past, the past, the past four years definitely feels like a long time. It does. Being president, right? So politically, four and four years doesn't seem like a very long time, especially for people our age. At this point, um, obviously, this is a little secret for you kids out there. Time, time for some reason moves faster as you get older. It's weird. Um, it's, it starts to get very strange. Um, you know, when you're in high school, four years seems like forever, and then <laughs> you know, and when you're in your forties, four years is like, like holy crap, that was four years of, ago. A blink of an eye, yeah. So. Um, that being said, uh, four years politically is a, is a pretty long time. Trump, I believe, would be, what, 76, 77 years old, which is actually, I think, younger than Biden is right now. Correct. Um, but still, it, it'd be interesting because I, I, if he does run again, I, who, who out-primaries him? That's a, it, Nobody. Nobody. Nobody, because he he came into the to 2016 primaries as a as a as a joke. And he demolished and everybody. Blew blew people out of the water, right? Just blew people out of the water. And I don't who who pushes back against him in the next four years? Like who's that? Who's that GOP member to be? Because like, that's like political suicide if you try that. Yeah, and I, if I you, don't if you if you don't win, you're the biggest loser ever. Because because right? conservative you're infighting, conservative infighting. Number one is a lot rarer, I feel like, than Democratic infighting. Democrats right now have this, have this, um, you know, progressive versus liberal kind of kind of battle that's going on within the Democratic Party, whereas conservatism doesn't doesn't exactly have that, right? You have your you have your your, your Tea Party elements, right? Your your far right elements that they don't like to acknowledge on camera, but they need as a base, right? Right. So. Where, you know, I just don't. I don't see where 
I don't see who's who's the opposition to that, right? Well, I like I I know who the progressive party is in the Democratic Party, right? I know the Bernie Sanders, the AOCs, the Liz Warrens, the um, the Mark Pocans, the the Squad. I'm running out of name, the Squad, right? The Omars and, and whatnot. And who is who is that in the in the Republican Party? Who who's who? I mean, you're you're not going to come out and with with a moderate position in the Republican Party right now, and 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 take on what's become Trumpism, which I think is actually just an extension of the 2010 Tea Party, right? It's that Trumpism is is the Tea Party just keeps moving kind of to the right, which is if the Tea Party became that, an 80s that, wrestler. That, what's that? So if the Tea Party became an 80s wrestler, <laughs> that would be its persona. That would be its persona. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. So, so who, yeah, who is the opposition in in the Republican Party? And you know, I'm I'm not a Republican, so I I, I don't really have an answer for that. Um, but you you look at you look at the landscape in the Republican Party, and they've just they've been such um, sycophants for Trump that you, you you don't you can't push back on Trump at this point because he's been he's just, he is widely popular in the Republican Party. You still can't deny that, right? He still has a huge approval rating within within the Republican Party. It's just the fact that. A lot of the the independent people who who kind of lean conservative, um, right? Who have these like ideas about fiscal responsibility? Think you know they, they still believe that the Republican parties are the are the party of fiscal responsibility, which statistically has been unproven time and time again. It's not true. But, they just talk they, about it. But they still have this ideology, right? That 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 the Republican Party is better for the economy. Right. Um. So so but those people who would normally vote for Republican, I think this time just looked at Trump. And we just went, we can't do this for another four years. Well, that's why within the Republican Party, like the actual senators and Congress members, you know, members of Congress, they all openly, you know, bow down before Trump. But I wonder how many of those people do that out of just fear for their own position. Yeah. You know, you might be a moderate Republican, but you know, if you speak out against Trump, basically you just committed political suicide. Well, at this point, if you're a Republican, you have to worry about your primaries. Right. Right. They're going to get they're going to get primary to the right, and they're and they're going to lose. Because then some some QAnon conspiracy theorist comes out and wins your primary, which happened, which is mind blowing to me. Which is which I think is going to happen even more in 2021, 2022. Or 2021 would be the next um the actual primaries, right? Right. What year is it? 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2022 2
Like, can, can something be unveiled about him that's so horrific that people finally go, wow, I didn't know he was such a bad person. I don't like him anymore. Or can he do something, say something, you know? would have to be undeniable. Right, but how do you do that now? Especially when he just denies it. Like, I don't know that person. Yeah, I mean, I he's, not even, he's not even going to accept the actual results of this election. So if he, no. number one, it would, have to be, it would have to be undeniable. And I don't think so, right? I think, you know, prior to 2016, I mean, the Access Hollywood tape would have ruined anybody. 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 But not would Trump. have been destroyed and by now. I think it's. I think it's a lot of it has to do with his, his celebrity dumb, right? He's he he wasn't a politician. He was a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Um, people liked him. People people watched The Apprentice. Thought he was thought he was a good boss or manager. I don't I don't know. I mean I I'll admit I watched I watched at least one season of The Apprentice. It wasn't a bad show. I thought it was it was entertaining, but people don't realize it's a show. You know what? There is. Um hours of tape that are sealed because of non-disclosures of course there are of him saying the most racist and vile things oh, i'm sure because i you know i forget what show i was listening to but basically one of the produ- you know one of the former uh people that worked on the show was just talking about like yeah there's all this stuff i can't release it because it's all you know non-disclosure to this and all this but you know him and we're this and we're that and you know so many vile things that he said um, about it. I, I encourage anyone that really wants to get an idea of who he is. If you listen to the podcast embedded by NPR, they did a whole season on Trump and it is so, so revealing to him as a person. Cause it's talking about his, you know, before the presidency and all that stuff. And I just like listening to it made me more angry, <laughs> but, um, and that's the problem. People that are supportive of him are never going to entertain the idea of listening to or reading anything that might dissuade him or say the opposite because they'll just dismiss it offhand um, before even getting into it so even if there was tape of him saying something like you got the hollywood tapes right what what if there's other tapes out there are they even going to listen to it do they even care you know yeah and i think the the answer on 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 you know just face value is no but you know, he he came out and said, you know, I I could shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue and I wouldn't lose any support. And it's and it's sad it's, how true that is. It's pretty true. It's it's been proven to be true. Like look like at all wait, the things that have come out. Waiting for it to actually happen at some point and have it broadcast on national TV. Like here, I'm gonna prove it. And then something, just tells, like, something tells me he can't handle a gun very well. I've never, he can't barely pick up. You don't see him out like hunting or shooting. You can't. He yeah. can't hold a, a glass of water without two hands. You would, you know. You, remember, um, you know George W. Bush out there with the with the hunting rifle and the, and the gear, uh, and the chainsaw, and, and, and yeah, oh, man, the man, gotta 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 push that narrative. You don't see that with Trump, right? Because he's no, he's not that guy. He's a he's a he's, he's a, the rich guy. He's a he's a you know silver spoon in his mouth, fortunate son. Um, which is probably why he plays the song. He doesn't understand the lyrics. No, he does not. <laughs> And no one, no one on this campaign is smart enough to tell him, or or brave I, I honest, enough, or I, brave yeah, enough. To I don't tell know him. if we talked about this or not before, but I, I was I almost felt like like someone in his campaign is like just trolling him with that stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, right. It was it was hey, guys, this, this and, and what was the other what was the other song that they were playing? Uh, one of the they were playing the YMCA or Macho Man. Yeah, Macho I Man. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like is someone like just you getting trolled right now by your own staff or that that little desk that's I think smaller oh my than the desk I have here in my office. That like, the tiny desk. This is the worst <laughs> tiny desk concert ever. Well, you know, all the all the all the pundits came out who, you know, worked in White Houses before and were like, if if we ever did that, like we'd be done. Our careers would be over. Like the people who were like, you're never working in Washington again. Like, what did you do? Like, why would you do this? It's just such a bad image. The best meme I saw of that was someone put up like the uh, the Lucy sign up around at the Charlie Brown. I like the, you know, the president is in. <laughs> Five cents. Five cents. <laughs> yeah. Five cents. Someone photoshopped the whole sign around it. Donald I was like, Trump. that is the most brilliant one I've seen. I was, yeah. Who put, why, why a man that, for a man that's always talking about size and all this and has such a self-conscious thing about size, you put him behind the smallest desk in the world. Yeah. And he was, and he sat behind it and did his job. So, like he was, you know, like he was the time, like he was the, at the little kid table on Thanksgiving. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what's more embarrassing that that or the you know the meeting in front of the, the sex store and the the Four Seasons landscape. <laughs> like, it's not has not been a good month for the, November. Has uh, not been a good month then, for the then, Donald Trump administration. And then, um, uh, oh, Rudy's melting face. <laughs> oh yeah, that I felt bad about actually. Oh, I, just, I, you know, I don't. You know, it, as, but as, it's just it's just piling on top of everything. Know. You know, it's just like it's just bad. I, as a super progressive, you know, if it was like a one-off thing and it happened, be like okay, but like on top of his ranting and raving, and then all of a sudden, like that's happening, and he just doesn't even you know acknowledge that it's happening. Yeah, yeah you know, like someone. Hey, 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 Rudy, wipe your face real quick. You know. Yeah. You know, as, as someone who considers themselves pretty pretty progressive, I don't I don't like to make fun of people's appearances, but that was that was pretty rough. <laughs> um. But yeah, go on, let's let's bookend this right now and, and you know talk about um, what we kind of started on with like um, Elliot so, Page. So what and, about and hold on, let me get to this my point. Sorry. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, and 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 just the the what do people think? <laughs> I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, what is going through people's minds? Because you know, go out, go out, and I don't know if I I do this all the time, and I don't know why I do it to myself because it, it, it's one of the most frustrating exercises. But I really want to understand what what thought process people are using when when they go out and they just they spew nonsense. Mm-hmm. And I'm this is what I'm trying to you know kind of kind of bookend this whole thing we started talking about with transgender issues is that you, you read these comments and people are just angry. It seems at like they're like people are think they're trying to like change their lives um by right. just by addressing Existing. somebody as a as a different gender or you still see pushback on things like like they and them pronouns saying like well well they're, they're plural and and i'll admit you know 100 like maybe five six years ago i didn't really understand like them they them pronouns right I mean, to me it was kind of like well no they don't and then you'll think about it for like a half a second and stop being a, stop being an idiot about it and go well number one you can there is a singular like them and they like people use it all the time it's right. not it's not it's, it's not out of the ordinary so right there that that argument's done and then number two why does it matter to you mm-hmm. no one's trying to change your life by by saying it's it's polite to call somebody by the pronouns they identify as mm-hmm. but that's that's just common basic courtesy 
just like I wouldn't come out and just and start calling you by a different name. Right. And you're like, I don't like that. So stop calling me a different name. I'm like, no, that's what your name is. I don't, I don't care what you right. say your name is. Don't, don't call me by that nickname. I don't like it. Like, you know, you, you call a person by what they want to be called. So whether it's a name or um, a pronoun, whatever it happens to be, you know, if you don't want to use the pronoun, use their name, you know, you, you can, you can choose. Yeah. And know, if you, and if you want to choose something. And here's the thing for most transgender people that I know or know of, you know, for the most part, as long as you aren't like, you know, you're not any ill will about it. Like if you mess up and call them the wrong pronoun, they're not going to be like, oh, how dare you? You know, if, you, if you're no. just, if you're not, you know, if you're just casually like saying him or her because like it's natural and you're just trying to say it, it's not like they're going to stand up and walk out and, or come over and beat you down or something. Well, um, yeah. But that's, and that's, but that's the point, right? If, if someone corrects you, don't push back on that. Right. And that's where the issue comes in. Right. It's because yeah, for the most part, you're right. If, 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 if I came out and you know, and I and I had a slip of the mind, and I and I said Ellen Page, right? And I oh sorry, and and apologized, and you know said oh you know I, I, I that, that was just a mistake. No one's gonna like come after me, right? I'm not gonna get canceled, <laughs> right? Right? But it's when if it's if it's I say it and someone corrects me, and I go, no, I'm gonna call it whatever hell I wanna call. No, that's that's wrong. That's now you're being a jerk, and now and now you should you should there should be pushback on you, right? There should be some kind of repercussions, um, especially to the point of like if 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 you're really pushing back and you're like, well, I'm I'm just I'm gonna refuse to call you by that pronoun, or I'm gonna like number one, why why would why would you want to even put up with that? Why would you want to put up with a person like that? Well, okay, so why is why do people spend so much of their energy? Uh, with neg- well, like why you spend so much of your time having negative energy and having you know your your intentions are mean instead of just being accepting or being like you know if if more people just said you know what my, i'm going to set my attention for the day of just you know being a good human being towards one another and and being accepting or not even being accepting just being good you know if you just say i'm going to be good today and i'm going to have positive energy and then you know these things kind of it doesn't become an issue. It's just the people that spend so much. I'm sorry, my my, my brain is like firing too fast, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Because I'm like, I, I, we have this. My wife and I have these conversations where it's like, why do people spend so much of their time just being hateful and wasting all their energy and and being like just vile? Like, what what good comes of all that negative energy well it's sad but i do it's sad but i do have an answer for it and it's a pretty it's a pretty sad answer and it's the fact that everything we've we've been kind of raised and um kind of programmed to see things everything as transactional right so Mm -hmm. me hating on you will make me feel better about myself right and that's that's not right Right. That's not, that's not the way things should be, but that's kind of the way like we've kind of, we've kind of been programmed. And, right. you know, I think this comes, I think this is, this is a great example of, of, you know, the, the generation zillennial like ideology, because we as zillennials are kind of stuck in this, um, you know, Gen X versus millennial kind of mentality where, you know, it's even in, you know, <laughs> it's more of a boomer thing. Right. But, but even, even, you know, people older than us in, in, in the Gen X categories, I think mm-hmm. kind of kind of fall on that spectrum. 
So, and, and whereas the younger, younger generations kind of maybe don't see it so much as, as that transaction, they, you know, they've, they've kind of been raised a little bit better than us as, as far as like, as things like bullying. Right. 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 Well, we, I mean, I you, mean, you look at was not, bullying was not something that was really taken seriously when we were growing up. It was talked about, but not, not as much as it is now. Not I mean, nowhere near as My, my as son's now. curriculum in elementary school has a whole thing about social, emotional education. Like, right. and, and then through this whole pandemic, remote learning, that's been their number one priority in their education is social, emotional. And we grew up in the 80s and 90s where it was like, get over it. Go walk it off. Go walk it off. Well, was, who cares, even, who cares even, what someone says about you? Just deal with it. And look, look at the movies not, we watched. That's, watch not, reality. that's not reality. You know, all the movies we watched in the eighties were all machismo movies, you know, the big muscle guys beat up the little scrawny guy and right. It was, all a, this right. Stuff. It was, a, show, it was a show of strength. It was, a, you know, and it was strong versus weak. And that's kind of the way a lot of people kind of came up, especially people our age and older. Right. And it's kind of like weak is bad. Weak, weak is, weak is. And what is, what is weak even mean? Right. That's, well, that's that, the thing that's... is there's physical weakness, mental weakness, you know, cause there's a lot of different ways to be strong. And weak right you know you can be physically strong but mentally weak i mean I a lot of people will come out and say president trump is is a, is a strong president right he's a, he's a strong he's a strong leader he says what he, he says what he means and he, and i look at president trump and i don't see strength right i see, I see, I see a bully i see because I, I see right i see in, i see insecurity i, right. I, I see um because because we've because we've gone through that training we, we we understand now going back to like why would people spend so much of that their time hating it's because that bully mentality, it's usually comes from a place of weakness. It comes from a place of insecurity. Yes. You know, it's you you have to put someone else down because you have such a low self-esteem about yourself. Okay. And that's what I mean. And that's what I meant by like saying like yeah. it makes you feel better about yourself is when you put somebody else down. Right. Right. And that that that's a mentality that I think we're we as a society are trying to get away from. Um it, it's it's gonna take some kind of you know, social reprogramming. Right. Um, to get there, but I think we're well, it's going right to take generations. And it's also, you know, yeah, my kid's school program is doing that, but is that happening across the country? I don't think so. You know, I don't know. I can't say for sure, but I can't like guarantee that every knows. single school system across the whole country is doing social emotional education at the same. I can, I can almost guarantee that that's not the case in every part right. of the country. So, you know, it's going to be, you know, some places that are more progressive, you're going to see it change faster than others. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to really tie it together now and bring it all together. So it's like we're professionals and I'm going to bring in the transgender. I'm going to bring in the sports and I'm going to ask about intergender wrestling in your opinion, men and women wrestling in the same ring against each other. Cause I'm not talking about mixed tag matches in WWE because that, that doesn't count. Cause if the woman tags out, then the man's got, you know, then the woman's got tag out and now the two men come in. It's like, there's no intergender wrestling that's that's just weird yeah um this is this has been a tough this has been a tough thing for me right um being being in professional wrestling and and seeing and seeing um men and women competing against each other becoming a lot more acceptable um and i will admit at first i was against it i'm i still don't love it i just i think it ruins that suspension of disbelief a little bit when you have, especially when you have like a bigger male fighting against a, a smaller female, um, but at the same time, if 
two performers can put on a good show and you can look past some things. I have no problem with it. Um, but at the same time, like I said, if, sometimes it can ruin, if you don't tell this, if you don't tell it in a story, if you just have, because this is what I'm saying, I'm seeing males and females competing against each other and they're just having a regular wrestling match. Right. Which is nothing wrong with that too, if you enjoy it. And, but that's the thing with professional wrestling. People, professional but, wrestling but for me personally, it, it, takes, it takes a little bit of that suspension of disbelief away. Um, but I don't know, how do you feel about it? Well, I mean, part of it, like you said, it's all about the story. If there's a if there's a storyline reason for, it, I mean, you had, you know, China back in the day. Obviously, was a physically imposing person, so it made sense that she could wrestle a man because she was large. Um, today, yeah, obviously, um, some smaller women going up against a larger man, it does it does look different. But then again, I never understood why you had Rey Mysterio going up against the Big Show. You know, physically different sizes to me. Right, would... and and if but when but the, when the Big Show and the, and and Mysterio would wrestle each other, they would use that size difference in their match, right? Right. And they would incorporate that into the in the selling telling of the story, and I have no problem with that. It's it's when it's when a, like like I said, or even if it, if if you did it where like a, a, a small a big female and a small guy wrestled and and didn't tell and and everything looked and you see this a lot even in male versus male wrestling nowadays like we're like a bigger guy and a smaller guy will have will like like just start punching each other and it's like no it's not why? like no you're not telling any story here you're just saying you know, we can both take a punch like this doesn't make any sense to me no if you got a big guy and a little guy the little guy's gotta be trying to outrun the big guy and the big guy's gotta be trying to ground the little guy um, so again, it comes back to stop worrying about what's, what people's genitals are, right? For me, it's more about the, the size differences between men and women. And, and that's not always, that's not always the case either, right? So, so, so you just take away the, <laughs> what genitals people have or what, what gender people, people, people are. Um, it, it's not a problem. It's, it's when, it's when you don't use it as telling us, use it as a story, right? You, you, right. Well, that's the thing. You don't, with you don't use that as a story. You just go out and you have, you have the same match that you would call with someone that was the same gender as you. Right. Right. I think, I think when it, when it comes to professional wrestling, I think what matters is the, the reason for the match. Well, the story, if, if, the, if you're not telling always, the story, it's always a story. And that's right. That's, that's the way, that's the way I kind of approach every match is like, what story are you telling? Right. Yeah. With, which story? I'm, like, I'm well, you're, going look- out, you're going out there. You have had how many minutes? You know, you have five, 10, 15, 20, half hour, hour. But what is the story that you're going to go in the ring and tell at that time, right? And I think that's that's a lot of things that people need to need to learn coming coming up in the business. And that's because when you when you start wrestling, you just you learn how to do moves and you learn kind of learn how to put a match together. And you know you know how to tell a basic story, right? But then you kind of forget about what 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 story you're trying to tell and you just tell the story of a wrestling match and that's just generic and bland right and that's that's when people start getting bored right yeah you have to tell a story about your you personal story so if you, you know if you, use it, point of view. if you use it a story and you, and, you, and, you, and you tell a story through that that's 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 perfectly acceptable it's yeah. when you just go out and have a have a generic wrestling match but it's but, not going to work, and and that goes and like that goes for for men versus female, and and female versus female, and male versus male. Right? Yeah, I, I still obviously think within wrestling there should be the women's division, the men's division, because there's great matches well, there, that there way. Should be an, there should be an amateur wrestling too, and I mean this is this is this is a lot of story getting back into sports, um, you know, trans, transgender issues in sports is like when 
um, like you hear the stories in Texas where like, uh, you know, uh, uh, what was the story? I don't wanna get this wrong, but- um, I know what you're speaking about. Yeah, where, you know, uh, uh, an, an athlete who, who, was, who, was, who was born a male, born a biological male. Right. And then- Transition to female. And, and then, and then oh, no, I'm, see, I mixed it up. No. <laughs> story, biological um, female who transitioned into male. And that's not, see, that's even updated too. Like this is this is why it's very hard for me as a, as a, as a cis white white male to uh, to talk about these things because sometimes it is hard to keep up with all the terminology. But that's okay. We're, we'll get through this. Uh, <laughs> but you see what I'm trying to say. If 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 you if you're put at a at a biological if you put at a biological advantage, and then and then given like the gender that you you, you wrestle the gender that you're biologically assigned to instead of instead of your your genetics, it can it can go either way, right? You, you can have advantages or disadvantages to that. And you know, I, I just kind of kind of blew that. But <laughs> I know what you're trying to say, and it's, and without the story at, at our fingertips, it's hard to to go there. Um, but yeah, with the so I'm just gonna say this, WWE, if you're listening, next time we have a mixed tag team match and someone tags out, don't make the other person automatically tag. Make it have to work for it. <laughs> make it part yeah, of the do story. They even still, I haven't seen it. I mean, I, I mean, two, uh, what was it a year ago or year, two years ago? They were doing the mixed tag team challenge where it became like a YouTube series. Yes, I do remember that. Which was, was entertaining because they, they were doing mixed up part. But, but I think like, you know, I, I think there's no reason for like, if you have, especially say like, um, I'm trying to think of like a partnerships you'd have. So Charlotte Flair, Flair and her boyfriend, whose name I can't think of right now, you know, they're on one corner and then you can have, um, you know, another wrestling couple in the other corner, you know, they're both, you know, all four are actual wrestlers and they're a good, decent size. And if one tags out, don't make it automatic that the other person has to tag, make it, you know, if you want to tag out, you got to work for it. Just like any regular tag match. Yeah, like someone like Charlotte Fair could definitely wrestle yeah, a lot of exactly. a lot of a lot of the male competitors and, exactly. and make it look and make it look believable. Right. And maybe struggle a little if she's going up against a larger guy or whatever, but yeah, she I could mean, still but she could still work it and she's she could a pretty still physically impressive like female, right? Like, um, yeah. <laughs> I would not want to fight her. No, not at all. There's a lot of the women on the roster I wouldn't want to fight on. because <laughs> um, they're pretty freaking tough. Um anyways. <laughs> So we started with, we we started poorly supporting transgender issues. We We're, we are, we are allies, folks. Trust me. Yes. Don't don't send us sometimes, hate mail. Sometimes, some, some, sometimes terminology gets away from me, and I and then I get upset about it, and then I overthink it, and then I. Uh, I mean, like up, every time I try to say because I, I don't try, wanna, trying to say the right things. I try to say LGBTQ plus really fast sometimes, and then I mess it up and like miss three letters, and I go, I'm yeah. sorry, I just. You know what I mean, and I mean it. I really do. Um, it's just, it's. And then you feel bad. And then I feel I'm bad, like. and then I'm like, then I just decide not to say anything at all and go. But that's I, not that's not the answer either, right? I know it's not. And that's what, and that's the <laughs> point that we have to. That's the point that we have to get at, and it, and that that goes for all you know social issues, and that, I think that's why it's it's very frustrating, um, for for you know for a lot of. Uh, cis white men to uh, to actually get on board because it, 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 it frustrates them because sometimes they do get jumped on a little bit and you know people sometimes rightfully like most honestly most of the time it's, it's rightfully so um 
but at the same time, you know, try if you if you try and approach this in a different way, sometimes you can you can actually get somebody to be a little more open minded. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, All right. On that note, before we shoot ourselves in the foot anymore. Seriously. <laughs> Thanks for listening to us today. And always yeah, special special edition podcast. special edition coming out late because we you know it was Thanksgiving so yeah how was your Thanksgiving let's it end was, on that oh. how was Thanksgiving um quarantine Thanksgiving was actually one of my favorite Thanksgivings because it was nice and relaxed with just the family I made a lot of food for my kid to eat four pieces of turkey and the other kid to have macaroni and cheese <laughs> um or actually I think he might have had chicken nuggets I don't remember at this point that's awesome but um we we I can say this. For the first time, my wife and I made an apple pie for my mom's recipe, um, and it came out fantastic. Great job. So how was yours? It was nice. Um, you know, Claire made uh, roast pork loin, which instead of turkey, which was nice because, you know, making a turkey for three people seems Oh, we like made a, a five-pound turkey. So. Plus, none of us really, really love turkey, right? No one, it's one of those no one does. You just eat on Thanksgiving because it's – well, number one, you eat on Thanksgiving because it's a huge-ass bird. So you can feed a lot of people with it, right? So that's number one. That's and possible. also the turkey industry pushed it for so long that they well, dropped the prices kind of, on it for purpose, normal, but, but that's a whole other reason. I think the whole idea is like it feeds a lot of people, right? You can yeah. feed a lot of people with a turkey. So that's that's number one. But no one really like loves turkey here. So we had a stuffed uh, roast pork loin, which was amazing. The wife did a great job cooking. Um, so congratulations to her. All right. Cool. But, uh, yeah, we you know ate just a bunch of food and had a relaxing day and just – just kind of the three of us hung out and yeah awesome. it was almost like a like a like a just any other day but well, you know we got to eat some different food so well i hope everyone else had was, a great thanksgiving yeah, and and if you care. are this and if you're listening to this on the day it comes out december's first um today is giving tuesday so don't shop today donate to a charity of your choice um, and really support those that are in need out there. Food banks could really use a lot of helping hands right now. Um, and if you're listening on another day, still, still give. Still give. Because people, people always give. give. Give every time. If you're able, if you're able to, if you're able to do, do what you can, because you know people out, people out there need it. And it's, it's rough. It's rough times, and things aren't looking any better anytime soon. And if you're or, fortunate enough to be able to celebrate Christmas this year or Hanukkah or whatever holiday you celebrate, you know you're gonna get some gifts. Go through your closet now and find all the clothes that don't fit you anymore. Put them in a bag and donate them. Those can have a great second life for somebody else and the money can go to a good cause. So my wife and I just filled up a huge garbage bag this weekend that we're going to get to the donation center sometime this week. But um, now's the time to go through that closet, empty out all the stuff that you haven't. If you haven't touched a shirt in a year, it's time to get rid of it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you, if you yeah, say probably, to yourself i'm probably i'm probably guilty of that I'm if you say to yourself i'm gonna i'm gonna start exercising so i can fit back into these pants stop it just get rid of the pants just get rid of the pants <laughs> and then reward yourself with new pants when you can't fit into them again good <laughs> all right that's all right, my folks. that's my speech for giving tuesday have a good one everyone take care bye see you